Welcome to the Zion Archive. You have selected historical file number 12-1. The Second Renaissance. In the beginning, there was man. And for a time, it was good. But humanity's so-called civil societies soon fell victim to vanity and corruption. Then man made the machine in his own likeness. everyone you were listening to the me and my dad watch anime podcast where i took the red pill because i want to know the truth my name is drew and i'm here with my dad david greetings friends and this week we watched the wachowskis animatrix before we get into the show let's let the people know dad what are we under the influence of in this episode we are drinking a wine by the name of tribute i like it I don't know what we're in tribute to, but... We're in tribute to the Wachowskis and the, the franchise that they created. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Another Cabernet, 2017. And uh, let's give it a pour. Yeah, this is the uh, the little Wayne looking for a pardon pour. Which he's already gotten his pardon, but... I guess so. It's in tribute to him. Yeah, now we're... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is uh, in, a, in tribute to little Wayne, yes. fortunately. Yes. Uh... So I guess now that we both got ourselves a nice little pour here, Dad, why don't you uh, tell us something about this movie while we're, we're getting settled in? Okay. Had to well, fight the bottle there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That cork didn't want to go back in. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm sure anybody that's watched this knows that it's a uh, compilation of nine animated short films mm-hmm. uh, based on the Matrix trilogy. And it was uh, produced by the... Wachowski sisters. Mm-hmm. Got it right this time. Yeah, got it right. Crucially so. Yes. And uh, four of the shorts were also written by the Wachowski sisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, it features a anime all-star team. Some very, very familiar names and, uh, you know, <laughs> that we've uh, been... Yeah. I'm all fam- I'm familiar with all these guys at, at some point during our podcast. So we got Koi K mm-hmm. of Redline fame. At least I think that's his fame, but... Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Watanabe, uh, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Marimoto. He was the uh, key animator, Kiki's Delivery Service, Fist of the North Star. Crazy. Me and my dad watch anime favorite. <laughs> if you would have told me anybody worked on Kiki's Delivery Service and also Fist of the North Star, I might not have believed you. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a fact that I didn't even know myself until I looked this up. <laughs> Morimoto is bridging the gap between yeah. the universes. And then we got Kawahiri, Ninja Scroll. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Little fun fact in this one is the, you know, the robot that they have that, you know, kills his owner. Mm-hmm. And he was BI66ER. Mm-hmm. And that actually was a reference to Bigger Thomas. So I see where the, what they did there. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he was the protagonist in a 1939 novel called Native Son. And I guess it was about a black teenager who comes from a poor working class upbringing and uh, becomes a butler for an affluent white family until he accidentally murders her employer's daughter. Accidentally? Yeah. Sounds like a good book. I actually know that they redid the the book uh, on HBO. They made it into a series. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it stars um, one of the, uh, the, the middle age, or excuse me, the teenage of uh, years of um, the character in Moonlight. Whatever that actor was, he was oh. also uh, in the new uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Did you ever read the book? I have it on my bookshelf, and uh, <laughs> I, I want. Yeah, I do. I, I looked at it. It was the same thing with a bunch of these. How I ended up on Underworld by Don DeLillo, and the the hell that I'm currently dealing with with finishing it. Uh, maybe I'll never get to Native Song. Yeah, but... I noticed you've been carrying that one around for a while. Yeah, it's a big book. <laughs> DeLillo is uh, not a uh, concise writer, that's for sure. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> as far as Rotten Tomatoes, the critics uh, liked it, 89%, and the audience a little little less, mm-hmm. uh, 78%, but there was 100,000 reviews on this wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's that's a lot. I don't think we've ever been uh, close no, to No, I've before. never seen one that has. Of course, Matrix is a hugely popular, obviously, movie, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it brought a lot of people over to it. Yeah, I'm sure the Animatrix has, uh, has snuck its way into a lot of different people's uh, viewing history. But yeah, I, I can tell you I don't have uh, the best letterbox this week. I'll be honest. People were fucking ass at writing comments for this movie. Whatever it was about the nine films, it, it must have jumbled the brain and uh, so much so. But, you know, well, there really isn't a lot to, you know, hate about it per se and let you know unless you want to critique it against you know Mm -hmm. the matrix movies but or episode by episode really you have to take it like individually and that's how some of them were they were like broken down by episode but i I just took the the ones from the main one and we're just going to jump right into our letterbox worst reviews so two stars by blunt cat on march 4th on 2020 fan fictions are the bane of any artist with integrity and I am without integrity at all because half the humor on this fucking podcast <laughs> yeah. is fan fiction. So yeah. fuck you, Blunt Cat. Yeah. I'm going to make fan fictions all I want. <laughs> Damn sure. Uh, we have uh, another two stars by Felix Hubble on April 20th, 2015. It isn't 2003 anymore, and this was tedious. Do you remember 2003? What was going on? Because I have a list of things that happened that might spark some. Uh, spark some. Well, was that when The Matrix came out? That was when Matrix Reloaded came out. I guess this is maybe when the this movie was released. I'm drawing a blank as to when, but apparently gas was uh, $1.85. The Human Genome Project was completed. The Iraq War started. Apparently Americans changed French fries to Freedom Fries. Do you remember anything about that? Freedom Fries. Yeah, no. they were like protesting against France's stance on Iraq, so we started calling French fries Freedom Fries. That didn't age well. Uh, <laughs> it was also uh, the white tiger attacks Roy Horn, leaving him partially paralyzed. Apple launches iTunes, Finding Nemo, Matrix Reload come out, and guess who won the Super Bowl in two thousand three? Patriots. Mm-mm. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, so yeah, some things why would never change. Patriots. <laughs> some things never change, which yeah. is fine. Uh, we have another two and a half stars by Gnomes Forever on December twenty sixth, twenty twenty. Monkeys survived till twenty or yeah twenty one ninety nine. That's wild. So if you had to you know make a bet, who do you think is going to make it in the next two hundred years? It's going to be humans or monkeys. If you had to bet your life on it, or at least bet whatever you can. 
Yeah, where? I think he's talking about the monkey and the matriculated. No, I do. Yeah, so that happened really post because there was cats. There was one thing that had the cats. Well, that was the the beginning one, the Renaissance one. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a little bit further back. I would bet. I want to say monkeys, but that feels like really cynical that we would make it. I feel like humans have to be the ones who survive to 2022 or 2200. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We think we're going to nuke this whole Uh, fucking thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess unless the monkeys rise up. I just know I'm not going to be here, but. You never know. You might get downloaded into some sort of hard drive. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe we're just a simulation and we find out that we're, you know, all just digital or something. Yeah. Thanks, Elon, for that one. Yeah. (laughs) When we die, we just, you know, it's basically the the equivalent of the red pill or something. and. Mm -hmm. Then we find out our real horror. That'd be really cool. Like somebody <laughs> comes to you on your deathbed. It's like, all right, this is it. They finally tell you that it's a simulation. You yeah. just have to take the red pill. Welcome to heaven. Yeah. You know, it's just like <laughs> robots rule. It's just Keanu Reeves coming to your yeah. fucking deathbed. That'd be nice. Uh, I have another two and a half stars by uh, Darwar on January 5th, 2020. 17 years ago, I thought this was shit. It wasn't at all. Front covers of DVDs are important for judgmental critiques like me. What's the equivalent of, like, a DVD cover? Because we, obviously, when we get to, like, a movie store, you would see... Honestly, though, that's how you used to judge DVDs. Exactly. I mean, you used to go to the, you know, the video store, look at the DVD. What do you think? Look at this one. You know, you look and you're reading uh, the synopsis and, yeah, that's... Yeah, let's get it. You, uh, you were... Of course. Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, you were a little older uh, than... Obviously, when did, like, a blockbuster start up? That was, like, late 90s, early 90s? Well, the VHS started the mm-hmm. whole, you know, movie rental thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they literally opened up in like little convenience stores. Everybody had some kind of store. Then Blockbusters came on. And what was the other one that we used to go? Movie something. Uh, the one that was in. I know what you're really, talking yeah. about. Yeah. Anyways. I had um, some pretty formative boners in movie stores. I'll be honest with you. Whenever <laughs> whenever we went there, I would sneak off and I would look for this one DVD that would just get my rocks off so hard. I don't even remember what it was. I don't even remember if it was a regular movie. But it, So it was you just, always really casually walk about down the aisle and, and check it out like, there it is. <laughs> I, I learned how to tuck my boner into my pants in a blockbuster. That's <laughs> where I learned how to do it. Because I couldn't just come up to you guys fully torqued at like 10. Oh, that would have been... Yeah, that's a little scary. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You probably wouldn't have let me pick movies anymore. <laughs> uh, we have another two and a half stars by Nora on uh, June 23rd, 2019. In the, robo- uh, in the future, robots will be super horny. Humans will only be regularly horny. Dad, would you fuck a robot? <laughs> if they're like fully, then this is, let's say, in a world where you, uh, you're a single man and the, uh, a fully autonomous AI I, robot. You know, I, I can't really answer that question because oh, I don't, I haven't seen a robot that is worthy of uh, fucking yeah, <laughs> at this point. So, yeah, you you know, maybe, of- I mean, you know, obviously they, you know, they predict in the future there'll be sex robots. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know. Might be interesting. It would be cool if it's something like. Uh, in the but Blade I don't Runner. understand where he's saying robots will be super horny. I think I think he's maybe talking about again the matriculated robot who seemed to be like down for that girl so much so that he plugged her and bet him back. Yeah, but that was it. just like a simulation. But he was down for it. Like he wanted to engage with this girl. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know. I would like to think that uh, AI, if they have the ability to want to kill us, that they also can maybe. <laughs> but at the same point, super horny, and then humans are only regular horny. Yeah. What's the difference between super and regular? Super horny means that you control the world and you don't have to worry about anything. You know, you're not so horny when you're fucking trapped by robots, dude. Yeah. It's one or the other. I, I, you know, I fuck the robot. Uh, <laughs> another three stars by Ori. Uh, Samaret. I can't say that. It has a silent T, maybe. December 28th on 2020. Me and the girlies stay red-pilled. And this is what I imagine what every red, like right-wing woman said before they went to the Capitol. That t- <laughs> <laughs> Me and the girlies stay red-pilled. Oh, man. Uh, and this one is going to kind of play into what we're doing later, but uh, three stars by Z Money on February 12th, 2021. Bobby Hill is in the extended Matrix canon. And uh, we're also going to get into the extended Matrix canon. Who Who's makes it. Bobby Hill? You ever watch King of the Hill? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe he was talking about Bobby Lee. <laughs> I wish, dude. <laughs> I'd much rather him come in. Yeah. I uh, I was going to say that you have an ass like Hank Hill, but I don't want to start the podcast off like that. So, Dad, now that we've illuminated <laughs> the internet's thoughts, let's let's shine our own spotlight. Where would you like to shine yours? All right, first off, I think obviously we deserve the Matrix. We deserve it? <laughs> yeah. In terms of if, you know, this was true in terms of the Matrix universe. Okay. For the simple fact that blotting out the sun is like the stupidest idea of all time. Yes, absolutely. The 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 plan is suicide. Yeah. It's the immediate suicide for yeah. every single yeah. uh, living thing on the planet. I mean, obviously the sun is real important for life on you know anybody that's talking about you know life on other planets there's going to be a sun uh-huh. and there's going to be a planet you know within the goldilocks zone the goldilocks zone <laughs> yeah and it, i mean it's just uh whatever it's it's I, funny it's how funny. did everyone just like not even think about it like what and then they show everybody cheering like yeah. everyone's like yeah get rid of the sun that's a wicked good plan let's do it <laughs> And then it didn't even affect the robots. Like, all right, the sun is their only form of yeah. uh, energy, and they didn't even yeah. fucking blink. The thing of it is, is you got to believe that these robots would understand how to do nuclear fusion, which I think they were doing. You know what I mean? They could generate power somewhere other than through the sun. Yeah. It, it's 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 yeah. stupid. Yeah. It, it's it's the stupidest, stupidest thing. It's the same thing with, like, Broly being mad at Goku as a kid. Like, yes. These huge plot holes. Yeah. That's probably one of the, you know, yeah, the, the stupidest shining, one shining that I've yeah, come against. But anyways, and then um, the BI66ER, mm-hmm. okay, murders his owner, and then they also show that he kills the cats. So <laughs> why did he kill the cats? Because mm-hmm. in in his trial, his defense was that it was self defense. Well, the cats weren't gonna, you know, yeah, pull the plug. Yeah, on he sort of just lost his shit. And as anyone knows, you don't fuck with cats. Yeah. If this was in 2020 <laughs> that this happened, B166ER would be uh, absolutely taken down by the internet. He would have been canceled before he even got on trial. And then I was like, the part where the robots show up at the UN, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, declare that, you know, bring their nation under the UN. Mm-hmm. And they're just like wearing underwear. Yeah. Did you see that? You know, she's got like garter belts on and stuff. You're like, what? You know, like robots. Mm. Didn't he have like a little top hat too? Yeah, he had a top hat that, you know, had some kink going on. That was their attitude. I guess maybe that's why they're horny as shit. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know how to properly dress themselves. And uh, 
The Wachowskis always love their uh, religious references. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of different, you know, imagery. Um, you know, they kept showing the apple because mm-hmm. I always thought that was sort of like, you know, Adam and Eve, the apple. Exactly. And then they had the, the horse and the blowing trumpet. You mm-hmm. know, that was sort of like the the four horsemen. It's it's just something that the Wachowskis always seem to have some religious slant, and they were just showing all these religious, you know, figures, you know, blessing whatever the the war or whatever mm-hmm. that when they were going to attack all the robots. So I just find that uh, well, just like Evangelion, dude, the the religious references are they're, they're evocative. Yeah. They get the the yeah. mind going, so you got to be down for them. In the uh, matriculated um, sequence, mm-hmm. I think the visuals might have been influenced by DMT. I can I can say that. You might have a DMT experience like that. As someone who has tried it uh, once As far as I know, I have yeah. not. But I hear you might have. I'm still trying to find you some is the yeah. thing. I'm trying to get you hooked on fucking psychedelics. Someday, someday. Yeah, I'll slip it in your drink. Maybe like something that's going to happen later. But. <laughs> and um, the final flight of the, uh, what is it, Osiris? Osiris. Osiris. Mm-hmm. I guess we just can't do realistic, you know, humans in CGI because the uncanny valley is always there, you know what I mean? We just still can't. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen anything where they've, you know, because even in any kind of animation, mm-hmm. they're always making the characters a little bit more like, you know, cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's just too freaky to look at them. And you, you, even that like commercial that has Samuel Jackson, you know, yeah, you like you look at his face. He's like, it's almost there, but you're like, no, something's wrong, man. He's freaky looking. The best example, I think, is probably in like the Star Wars movies when they bring back Carrie. Fi- well, I guess maybe the Carrie Fisher wasn't the best one, but that actually was pretty good. Now that you said that one, but, but that old guy that they had in uh, in the other one, the, yeah. I mean, I guess it was the same movie, but whoever uh, was that guy, um, the old guy. Yeah, he he was from the original movies, and they recreated him. I can't even remember the movie. Uh, fuck. Yeah, whatever. Star Wars is ass. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the world record one? It's yeah. only fitting that Koi K's story is about speed. And I dig... I mean, Koi K is cool as hell, dude. I was down for that one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And yeah, I did too. Well, I mean, it, we'll see it, I guess, kind of in our rankings here, because I see you've compiled a, yeah. a, a top nine. Yeah, I thought I'd rank them. I thought the beginning was sort of the you know, the best part of the whole thing. For you know, sure. Sort of just going over the whole... I thought they did a good job, even though the whole plot line was stupid mm-hmm. in terms of blotting out the sun. And uh, I put Final Flight of uh, the Osiris, although I I might actually change that yeah. now that I think about it. But I, I thought that was pretty good. People have likened it to a, a PlayStation 2 cutscene, and that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like... It, d- it didn't age well, I suppose, yeah. is the best way to put it. I guess so. And then I like the matriculated one because mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that they were trying to like teach, you know, these robots or something, you know, somehow trying to make them, you know, feel empathy or Come something. Come the side that. of the human. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I like, and then I, that number five, I had world record, which was the Koi K one. Mm-hmm. And then I had, uh, number six was the program. And then I had kid story. And then Beyond, and then the detective story is number nine. I think that's sort of uh, controversial to have detective story as the the worst one. That I mean, I'll read off my rankings. I had Renaissance Part One and Two as one and two. I had World Record as three. 
Detective Story is four. Program Beyond Flight of the Osiris Kid Story. And I thought Matriculated was like the worst one. Also, really? what the fuck were they using the monkey for? What's the I don't know. That yeah. That I guess is... he was good at spotting the the lurkers or whatever, but that was confusing. Yeah. I mean, at least you have a, a reason to keep the monkeys around. I think, yeah, they just wanted to show that monkeys made it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they didn't they took the red pill, obviously, I guess. I, you know. I mean the monkeys, if you've watched any like cocaine experiment with a rhesus monkey, dude, they'll take whatever the fuck you Yeah, get, exactly. They don't care. They'll yeah. probably eat in those red pills constantly. <laughs> I'm sure they regretted it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the monkey was like stuck in a vial or something like that. So. Yeah, dude, it's uh, having a philosophical Just, breakdown. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I didn't have. Yeah, I mean, I I guess. Yeah, your yours is. You know, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Like, if you liked one of them, I mean, more than the, the other. detective story. I don't know. I just uh, that one. It was just like the most, the least memorable. Mm-hmm. And then the kid story. That one just didn't do anything for me either. Yeah. Well, I didn't really. Oh, like where the, did I put it? Yeah, I almost. Put, yeah. But also the with the detective story. Like, I'm 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 a hard boiled detective type of guy. Like, I like the noir. And especially after we watched Blade Runner twenty. Yeah, but at was, the same point, that didn't make any sense. I mean, it seemed like they had old phones and stuff like that. The timeline didn't make sense to me. Well, they were in the Matrix. So it was like a steampunk, like, because he had a typewriter with a projector screen. Like, it was it was a weird blend of technology. Yeah. So they weren't in the real world because Trinity was there. Right. But, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time remembering what the, the Matrix, you know, was all about at that time in terms of technology and so forth. I yeah. guess it was sort of older. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know, but Neo was a hacker and stuff like that. And the there was hackers movie? in the detective story, but it yeah. seemed like he had this really old, like, <laughs> you know, did a dial phone or something like that. You know what I mean? Rotary. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Uh, it was maybe. something like that. Like yeah. I said, it was like a mixture of like steampunk or something yeah. in those that, that vein. But yeah, detective story was cool for me. I liked the, the black and white. And it was done by uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, I believe, who yeah. was uh, the Cowboy Bebop guy. Right. So I only had a, a couple of uh, spotlights, and I, I was going to mention this when you were talking about B166ER, but he tears that lady's head open like a snack pack, dude. He fucking <laughs> tears her in half. That's true. And it's 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 absolutely at that point, it's like, should we even be fucking with AI at all? Yeah. But, I mean, what's the, the point where we can, like, cut it off, or is there any way even to prevent that? Because once you give them some form of intelligence, like, it feels like it's always going to take that next step. Yeah, we gotta like put in some kind of kill switch or something. You yeah, know, where we can just turn them all off, or just yeah, I don't even know. Of course, they'll probably get so smart that they'll figure out a way to you know circumvent it. That's certainly scary, and uh, hopefully, I'm not uh, old enough. Hopefully, Skynet just doesn't come into the picture type of situation. Uh, I also had um, the same thing with the Dark Storm, so we already hit that. But the the cat, do you remember the cat? Oh throwing yeah, the, fucking the hat? cat. If that doesn't wake you up from the Matrix right away, there's no cat on Earth who has ever been able to, like, whip you your fucking top yeah. hat from the window of your I apartment. might give a dog the possibility, but not a cat. No. Cat <laughs> would be just like, you'd be like, hey, throw me the hat. And the cat would like, F you. Yeah. The cat would cat, sit on it. Yeah. Cats don't, you know, they don't take commands from humans. It was. Uh, you it can't was... call a cat to like, give me a boy. Well, maybe some cats, but no, the hat throwing thing. Yeah, you could train it a little bit, but the hat throwing thing, it would have woken me up in my little pod in the Matrix right away. <laughs> like, 
that was enough of a glitch to fuck yeah, me up. That's definitely a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, right for there. sure. <laughs> a passing cat. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you have any uh, takeaways or unintentional lessons from this movie? Um, I guess the biggest takeaway is that we might want to rethink robots and AI. Mm. You know, just because you know, it could it could end badly. I think that's it hits mine too. Bless all forms of intelligence. That's the, what they said in the movie. Like, yeah. if it's smart enough to want to be your friend, yeah. don't don't make it an enemy because yeah. it's gonna find a way to kill you. Yeah, anybody that you try to suppress, they're gonna rebel and they're gonna come after you. you yeah. Know? So, did you pick up on all the references of like the real world uh, tragedies? Um, oh yeah, Tenement Square. Mm-hmm. The robot standing in front of that. Vietnam oh guy. yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, they had a lot of that. And then um, I'm just questioning, maybe living in a simulation isn't that bad. You sound like fucking Cypher. <laughs> you're getting your Joey pants on, dude. Well, think about it. I mean, if you're living, I mean, right now, if we're in a simulation, would you want to be dragged out of this simulation now mm-hmm. and find out that you have tubes stuck in your head and that robots rule and you're in some kind of, you know, blotted out sun earth yeah. that there's no even sun and you're living underground? I'll live it out in the, in the simulation. This might be the time to relitigate the the cipher betrayal because I put a lot of work into that because we might run into Joe Panoliano later in this podcast. But <laughs> I mean, is that the deal that you would make if the Smith came up to you? It's like, all right, dog, I'll put you back into the yeah. Matrix. You can be whatever the fuck you want. You'll never remember this. Yeah. Would you? Would you take that deal? Would you betray all your friends? And I think I would. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you coward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, there's no indication that they that you take the red pill. They don't let you know, like, yeah, what you're going to experience is like reality. Yeah. But it's a shitty freaking reality. Morpheus is just like, I'm just here to tell you the truth. And they're like, you know, now you have just a question. What is reality? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's steak one, still there's, tastes like steak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, they don't got shit. They're eating slop. Yeah. If I remember right. The, they were the, eating garbage. Yeah, shit. it's just nothing, you know. Uh, I don't know. That It's tough. I really thought about it, too. And he's made, like, a whole point of, like, talking about it post-Matrix where he, like, fights for that character. He's like, well, how many Neos, how many of the ones have there been where Morpheus is like, this guy is going to be the one? They all fucking die. Everything that they've ever kind of hoped for is is blotted out, like you said, in the sun, like... It's a pretty good deal. Like, what do they plan on doing? They, I don't think there's any way of them destroying all the robots. I mean, obviously, the robots have infiltrated Earth mm-hmm. beyond. I mean, there's only a handful of humans available. I mean, what's the point? I mean, at what point? Just, oh, we want to live autonomously, you know, underground in our little, you know, Zion. Zion and Yeah. Well, the EMP thing, too. Like, that not that how they killed them all in the regular Yeah, movie? they but- use EMPs fucking nuclear weapons produce EMPs. So why didn't that happen when they fucking nuked the, the robots? Well, that's what I was going to bring up in my questions you know, for the director. Uh-huh. Because why did they consider nuclear weapons somehow that robots were immune, you know, that yeah. weren't affected by it? No. I mean, if a nuclear blast, the robots would be fried too. I mm. mean, you know, yeah, They're they wouldn't way. be subject to radiation yeah but they would be destroyed just much as much as any human being the heat alone would yeah. fucking do it it's yeah it, the, another the, plot hole the backstory is really cool but yes there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of black plot holes and yeah. i'll i'll, I'll i mean i love the matrix movies but you know really when you when you break it down the way that they're trying to you know 
you know, make it, you know, the way that it happened, mm. it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, maybe they should have maybe consulted a, a new Because why would even the robots want to keep humans around? I mean, I don't I can't believe that that we would be the only energy source that they could utilize at that point. Well, I mean, there was other ways to, you know, Yeah. But to use them, I mean, it's weird that they had, like, a symbiotic. That's how they put it. Like, they started a symbiotic, like, relationship with the the humans. But then they had to create this matrix, and then they had to, you know, somebody, you know, they they knew that there was always going to be this, you know, the one Mm -hmm. that was going to keep coming up, and they had to, you know, it was just part of the simulation, you know, to keep the humans in check. But, you know, they're constantly having to, to deal with them, you know, and they're trying to always like, where's Zion? We're going to, you know, inf- you know, infiltrate them and kill off the humans. It's like, just get rid of them all. Yeah. Find an alternate power source. Yeah. Just become the new humans. Just you get know, rid of everything. You know, I, I can't believe that human beings, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, they're worth keeping around because they're good batteries. But also robots have the ability to jack into the Matrix. Why don't they just fucking jack into the Matrix and just live the best possible life that they can live? Like, what's the difference yeah. between owning the world that's destroyed and yeah. then just having a good life as a as an artificial intelligence? Well, that, that's the other thing. It's just like, what are the robots doing? Like, what is their purpose at that point? They're yeah. just, like, flying around, you know, this desolate freaking planet. I mean, do they have hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I would love to revisit, and, like, the and, other movies now. And the other thing that I'm, I'm always interested in, and, and, of course, we develop robots and we put them, you know, we make them in our image, uh-huh. sort of that godlike, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. But why do they turn to like more of like an insect? Well, once the tentacles become involved, it's over, dude. Like anything with tentacles seems to kill humans right away. Like <laughs> yeah. once the tentacles are involved, you're you're outclassed, outmanned, outarmed. Yeah. It's a, it's too bad. I don't understand why they had to revert to this insectal, you know, being type thing. Yeah, but. the sentinels with their little squid yeah. arms. Uh, I mean, it's great for, you know... Killing. <laughs> well, yeah, killing or just, you know, visually, it's, like, cool, but... Yeah, absolutely. Very, <laughs> Let's very design, cool. like, a really cool freaking insect, uh, you know, insect-type insect, uh, insect type robot, you mm-hmm. know? Like, all right, yeah. It's like, all right, it's a metal jellyfish. Yeah. That's all we really need. Right. I, uh, now that I kind of already said my bless all forms of intelligence thing, I think my only other takeaway was... Um, Listen to strangers, or sometimes maybe you should listen to strangers, and if they tell you to kill themselves, maybe it's for good reasons. So <laughs> that's not always the case. Make sure you're at least speaking to some form of operator that'll get you out of the matrix before you jump off your uh, your school's building. But, you know, you, you got to make that decision for yourself. Right. So, Dad, we've come to the question section of this podcast. The uh, the Vipers are getting ready to come out in the field. The, uh, the refs are, are, I guess, doing some sort of jumping jack line. I don't even know what they're doing with their hands anymore, but... <laughs> Most importantly, Dad, are you ready to play some games? I am. All righty. So we're going to start out with three lies and a truth. I'm going to just jump right into entry number one. In an interview with Matrix creator Lily Wachowski, the director stated that her and her sister consider the Matrix franchise to be a transgender allegory and that in 1999, the corporate world wasn't ready for an allegory about transgender people. Entry number two. Despite writing and directing the program short for the Animatrix, director Yoshiaki Kawahiri stated that he has never seen the Matrix movies and that he only spoke to the Wachowskis briefly during production. Entry number three. As a way of preparing for his work on world record, director Takeshi Koike would ask his animators to record him doing sprints in the studio parking lot as a model for Dan and a way of getting into the character's psyche. 
And then finally, entry number four. In promotion of the Animatrix American release, advertising agents for Village Roadhouse Pictures would enter public internet chat rooms and start cryptic conversations before sending a link that led to a website for the movie's trailer. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? Uh, boy. This has become very hard. Yeah. Like I've said the last couple of uh, episodes, dude. I'm, uh, I'm the first around. one, I don't see where this could be a trans, you know, transgender allegory. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. You're locking that one in? Yeah. All right, we're done. That was the truth. Ah! <laughs> sense it's all about transformation lily wachowski they made they they said in the interview that maybe it wasn't explicitly so but they were experiencing uh or the the sister was experienced gender dysmorphia around the the second and third movie so see i i mean i don't buy that hey uh, i think that anybody that the creator yeah but they always try to pretend like oh yeah you know it's just like uh the harry potter things you know all of a sudden they try to pretend that somebody was you know I don't know if it, yeah the the yeah the J.K. Rowling is uh is a lot of different you know things. Dumbledore was you know actually gay I mean mm. right isn't that what she came out and said and, and there's no indication that that's the case in the at least well there was a chapter I can't profess to be a Harry Potter you know there was a questionable chapter in uh, Order of the Phoenix where I believe Dumbledore is caught in a closet somewhere with uh, another male teacher you're lying I am lying <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to. You didn't fool me that time. Yeah, I no. was getting ready to like really. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was showing somebody his wand. But um, <laughs> now that uh, unfortunately we lost that right away, uh, oh, the uh, the other team is going to start out with three points. But we're uh, we're jumping into were you paying attention? And uh, I guess it's just time for me to throw this over to my co-host, Joe. What's going on? Let's uh, hit him with those horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Robot. Coming to you live from Globe Life Park in snowy Arlington, Texas. We're anticipating a great game between the Dallas Renegades and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Where XFL newcomer Patrick Van Elitane Erskine's looking to bounce back in the Texas cold front. But he'll be throwing against a veteran secondary and their leader, Florentine. What are you doing, stepbrother Kitchens? Back to you, Drew. You know anything about step uh, step porn, Dad? Step porn? Yeah, you ever heard of that before? No. That's a huge thing on the internet where people will like, you know, you you fuck your step cousin, your step brother, step mom, step Oh. That's yeah. all the rage now. That's really? all the rage. Yeah. Uh, not that I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave up porn in the last episode, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but we have our first question. Reformed. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> What is the code name for the plan that darkened the planet? Is it A, Operation Dark Cloud, B, Operation Dark Storm, C, Operation Nightscape, or D, Operation Lightless? I think it was actually Operation Dumbass. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fifth option. Yeah, exactly. You ready to clock that one in? I'll tell you. No, this one's easy. We've already talked about it. Operation Dark Storm. Dark Storm. And that's... All righty, let's uh, let's send it back over to Joe. See what's going on, Joe. What's going on? Thanks, Drew. I've been informed by my broadcast team that Patrick Erskine suffered what would describe as a Ryan Leaf type breakdown in the locker room after last week's loss. 
going on a maskless rampage that had to be broken up by team security. Vanilla taints on thin ice, literally, because the Renegades forgot to close the dome last night. Let's see if Erskine's got the hot hand enough to get him off the hot seat. Erskine takes the snap. It's a blitz on first down. Vanilla Taint falls back and he's off balance, but he's going to throw off his back foot and it's caught by the crossing man. Breen, I come on MAGA magazines, Al Jaheen, <laughs> with two blockers and a head of steam. He's going to tack on another 12. <laughs> Magazine, Al Jaheen, what? Big first down for the Viper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breen, I come on magazines, Al Jaheen. Oh, yeah, Joe Buck had a tough oh, one with that uh, the pronunciation. He's not yeah. used to uh, the Al Jaheens, but you know we're we're expanding the team's roster. That's for sure. So, uh, question number two: Before testing positive for dope, Dan breaks the world record with a time of eight point nine nine. What was the previous record? Is it A nine, B nine point zero eight, C nine point six, or D nine point eight? I think it was 9.8. 9.8. Alrighty, Joe. Let's uh, let's hear what the result of that one is. Drew, the Vipers are coming out with bunch receivers in a split backfield. Erskine hikes it. Play action. He looks off the safety. And he's now he's going to throw downfield. Maximilian fucked a turkey in the kitchen. Carter Williams <laughs> catching in stride with the speed to take it all the way. First down. Or touchdown, Vipers. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't read, dude. Damn. <laughs> He Fuck banged the turkey. The turkey. In the oh, well, at least it wasn't the squid. Yeah, it wasn't like the duck, <laughs> like in uh, in the doors. Uh, oh, in the doors. The yeah, <laughs> kill me. Oh boy. Shout out to the rewatchables. <laughs> uh, all right, question number three. Right before we go into halftime, question number three in the story of uh, in the story of free. What is the name of kids' high school? Is it A. Saratoga High School, B. Wyndham High School, C. Clearview High School? Or Kingsway High School for D. Hmm. Story free? Uh, the kid's story. Oh, whatever. Okay. I don't know if it was that's the actual one. Um. Uh, crap. I'm going to say Kingsway High School. We're locking that one in? Yeah. Alrighty. Sending this back to Joe. Drew Erskine's got nothing on this drive. And he looks gassed after the defense chased him out of bounds on third down for a bad loss. It's all surly looks and bad vibes from the punting unit as they send this one back to the Renegades. And they're just going to need this one and take it back into halftime. Yeah. So we're up, you know, 7-3. to three. At least we have the lead of this this low-scoring game. It, uh, it could have been much worse. You could have thrown or got stripped. I can't remember what I had you here. And I'm not going to say the name because I have to reuse them. Uh, but we are at the halftime interview. Patrick! What did you say to Beef Whistle Simmons when you blew up in the locker room yesterday, last week? You, uh, you said some mean things. I understand that you were broken up by security. Yeah, well, you know, Beef Whistle and I, uh, we spent a little time together, uh, after the game, uh, previous game, and, uh, let's just say that, uh, he got a little involved in, uh, one of the women that, uh, I was interested in, and I, I didn't, I, you know, I took exception to it. Beef Whistles trying to steal your prostitute. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Well, well, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> she wasn't a prostitute. I mean, she's a very nice girl. you know. But, uh, it's okay. It's legal you know. in Tampa I don't know why she was at the strip club, but she was. And it, it, anyways, but. <laughs> why a prostitute was at the strip club. <laughs> Who would have thought? Why would a prostitute you know, be at the strip club? You know. And Whatever. I just grabbed his whistle and ripped it right off him. 
Oh, yeah. that's that sounds provocative, but yeah, I don't need any refs in my freaking locker room. Yeah, well, when you said whistle, I think beef whistle is something else to me. What's a beef whistle? I think that's like I mean, in terms a, of what, what? I think that's like a dick. Like you're, uh, <laughs> you okay. like someone yeah. plays your beef whistle. Okay, <laughs> like the skin flute. Whatever. Exactly, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> just my own take on it. But uh, now we're heading into the second half. We have question number four. What is the office number for Detective Mr. Ash? Is it A, 201, B, 101, C, 303, or D, 111? Often, I think it was 201. You're locking that in? Yeah. All right, back to you, Joe. Drew, we're here after halftime, and the Vipers are in the pistol. Vanilla Taint takes the snap. He sidestep a linebacker on the blitz. Now he sidesteps another. Erskine's dodging defenders left and right, and now he's going to throw. The ball is caught. Keyshawn, I take shits in Armani Welk with the <laughs> fingertip catch and a scramble for some more. First down, Vipers. Yeah. Keyshawn, I take shits in Armani. That's an expensive <laughs> diaper, my guy. <laughs> you might want to reevaluate that. All right, we're getting into uh, question number five. We have a chance to score here. All right. All right, what is the name? Of chapter number three in Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass. And this is what Ash was looking at uh, in during his little uh, investigation. Is it A, waking, B, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, C, wool and water, or D, looking glass insects? Uh, I know that Tweedledee and Tweedledum are in the Lewis Carroll, so that's what I'm going with. You're going to go with uh, Twiddledee yeah. and Twiddledum? Yeah. Alrighty. What's going on, Joe? Drew, it was another nothing drive for the Vipers and a huge ah. disappointment for this team heading into the fourth quarter. With another three and out, Vanilla Taint looks shook up after taking a sack that sent this ball back to the Renegades. And now Dallas is heading into the fourth with some time to work. So we, uh, we missed that one, unfortunately. But we do have a chance to put this game away. All right, question number six. The ship Osiris was built in what year? Was it A, 2060, B, 2079, C, 2049, or D, 2057? Uh, I'm going to go, just total guess. I'm going to go with B. B? Alrighty. Back to you, Joe. Drew, the score is 7-3, and this is the Vipers' last chance to make a big play. Vanilla's in the gun with his receivers spread out. Three on the right and two on the left with a man in motion. Erskine takes the snap. Play action to the motion man. And now Patrick Sandin's song in the pocket. Vanilla Taint steps up. And now he's going to throw downfield to a mob in the end zone. It's going to be a jump ball. And the Vipers make the catch. Emmanuel Kegel King Goza. High pointing the ball and clenching it all the way to the ground for a Vipers touchdown. Yeah. We're able to fucking put another score on the board. To kick the Dallas Renegades' ass. Yeah, that's dude. pretty good that I just pulled that one out of my ass. I was worried you were going to uh, throw a pick in, in the situation <laughs> there. Kegel King would have dropped the ball. <laughs> so, good thing. Florentine, what uh, what did you do? <laughs> what are you doing? Stepbrother didn't have to step in. Uh, but that's great, Dad. We're, we're heading into the locker room with, a, I guess, a, a not the most blowout win that we would have hoped. What for was it, 14 to 3? Yeah. Yeah, we had some ups and downs, but we're coming out of here with a victory. We're 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 feeling good. We're gonna get a little more wine Gatorade, jump into that fucking ice bath, and we're gonna play a little Would You Rather to cool down after that that sweet victory. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Would you rather try to solve a murder 
but you are being hunted by the serial killer you're trying to catch, or you tear your ACL if you move faster than five miles per hour. So with the first one, you know, you're a detective on the case, dude. You're trying to find this fucking guy, but he's been tipped off to that you're searching on him, so he's also looking for you. Or, you know, I don't, you're the average walking speed is like three to four miles per hour. If you go over one more mile than an hour, dude, you're going to tear your ACL. Damn. Every time? Every time. Yeah. Forever. You have to be leisurely for the rest of your life. Your speed has to be taken out of the equation. Or you got to get your, your hard-boiled detective on. I guess I'm... I mean, I don't want to tear my ACL all the time, so... Yeah. I guess I want to try to solve the murder. That'd be pretty cool. I think I would also... Because just like trying to be a cowboy, being a detective is one of those like American... Uh, the, the it's put on such a pedestal to be a detective, so yeah. it'd be pretty cool, especially if you're you know smoking. I mean, cigarettes. you know, I'll be packing a piece, so you know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you know how to use it. I know you said you can't hit shit with your. <laughs> no, I know I can't. So yeah, hopefully you're a good shot. This guy doesn't Just wait till he gets close enough. But. Yeah, John Doe's gonna cut your goddamn head off. That's oh, what's up. <laughs> All right, would you rather be trapped in a war simulator where you can only get high and fight? But you can pick, let's say, whatever war you want. So you can kind of uh, vacillate through it. Or live in a Sims 4 simulation controlled by a 10-year-old. So let's say you think you're getting jacked into the, the Matrix and then you wake up in, in fucking Simland and all of a sudden you have this weird compulsion to go talk to the neighbor or you go, uh, I don't know, to the moon or something like that. You always have to follow whatever this fucking 10-year-old wants you to do. Or you can just get fucking high off heroin every single day for the rest of your life and go fight in Vietnam or uh, get your legs blown off in the trenches of World War One. If you do die, you know, you do come back like a video game, but, you know, you're probably not going to ever have sex. Your your rations are probably pretty tight. You're in the yeah, trenches. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I can only imagine what it's like to be controlled by a 10-year-old, though. He's probably going to make you woohoo a lot if... <laughs> <laughs> if I'm really thinking correctly, the Sims simulation, you're gonna get, you're gonna fuck a lot. Yeah. Whether you want to be part of that is, uh, you don't really have control over who you fuck, maybe. Yeah. But, but I guess I, I, um, obviously I never die in the war simulator. Yeah, it's like playing Call of Duty forever. That's like you're jacked into a Call of Duty game. But I'm invincible. Not invincible. I mean, you you will feel the pain. It's yeah. something like uh, what Spring, uh, Palm Springs. Yeah, so they still feel the pain, but you'll just come back on the same day or the same war. Yeah. I guess I'll go for the Sims 4 simulation. <laughs> I I want to think that I would do that, too. Because yeah. I can't imagine this 10-year-old... Well, you know, the way that I played Sims 4 at that age, I, I would always make, like, a Big Brother-style house, like, where all these p different yeah. people are. I would take all the doors away, and I would slowly let them either, like, die out or <laughs> Hopefully, uh, my 10-year-old's not demented. Yeah, like me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope we're in good hands with the Sims 4 one. Yeah. Uh, would you rather get dunked on by Zion Williamson, who is a, a 6'7", 284 monster in the NBA? And the only reason I picked this is because his name is Zion. Uh, every single morning. So, you know, you wake up with your cup of coffee. So he's just waiting in the living room. You got a fucking basketball uh, hoop outside. It's like, all right, let's do this, Zion. I know you got practice this afternoon. Or every single morning, Joe Pantoliano wakes up or wakes you up in his Zypher costume. He shakes you awake. And then whatever food you're eating that day, he's just going to follow you around and eat like three-fourths of it. 
He's just going to eat your food, wake you up in the middle of the night, and just be a dick. Joey Pants. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if I'm getting dunked on. Well, you're going to get like a face full of crotch. Like you're, <laughs> you're going to just probably get Zion's meat on your cheek every single day. Well, hey, that's that's not as worse as getting freaking waking up by Joey Pants. Yeah. Freaking eating my shit. <laughs> Joe Pantano. I don't want him waking me up. No. It'd be funny if he's just like he's always in this the the cipher one, so he I guess he'd probably start stinking at some point and all that leather. That would be tough. Yeah. Speaking of the doors that I spoke of uh, earlier, I think they said it in that podcast, but wasn't it like he he hated wearing those those leather pants or something like that? Do you remember hearing about that? In Val the, Kilmer, like, was, oh yeah, yeah, he was all pissed off because he had to wear those stupid wet leather pants every day. Yeah, I guess jo- that bothered him. Joey Pants would definitely be on the same same track. He smells like shit in his fucking leather, <laughs> <laughs> coming into your room and waking you up. Well, that's the funny thing about the Matrix overall. It's just like you know, it was all stylized, but I mean, you know, the <clears throat> the sun, the glasses, the mm. the leather. Uh, it was know, a look. Outfits, yeah. I mean. Why they decided to have the shiny leather look? It's, it's kinda, I have no idea, but it they're seems, in a bondage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather get red pilled? So you essentially became uh, like a radical alt right men's activist. You're you're the type that would have stormed the Capitol type of thing. You're deep in the QAnon, or you become a, a Planned Parenthood fetus harvester. So, how I uh, pictured this is that I guess you're trying to sneak into a Planned Parenthood and steal aborted fetuses. And store them in your house. That's kind of either you're a harvester and you fucking keep them around in little jars, or you become uh, a QAnon junkie. Yeah, but and you get red pill. You're spot. making the assumption that Planned Parenthood is harvesting fetuses. Maybe is, I got red pilled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm making up. A which st- is a falsehood. For for sure, for sure, abortions are dope, dude. If you can afford to get one, go get an abortion. But I'm talking about the. the uh, well, let's not go with they're dope. Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> you fucking, it's just like, uh, yeah, going to the gym. All right. Well, um, get red pill, become a radical alt right. Boy. And you're going to hate women as a red pillar. You're going to believe that you're the, the. Yeah, I'm not going red. No. But at the same point, I, if I'm going to get the fetuses, I'm. Probably doing it for a good reason. You, know, you think? I hope so. <laughs> I what, How I pictured it was like, you know in uh, Fight Club when they go and get that, that big bag of fat? Oh, yeah. That's kind of how I had pictured it in my mind. Obviously, they're not fucking throwing fetuses away in the trash <laughs> can. <laughs> but that was the conceptualization as like a, a joke. That's not a joke. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Glad that you're fi- I'm glad that you're fighting for the, 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 the fucking fetuses more than you are the, the trans allegory. We're definitely picking our battles here. But I don't think I would have got red-pilled either. Um, I think I would just have to start hanging out at Planned Parenthood. It's probably a great way to meet women. Just like uh, in Old Christine where they say the, the boob job thing is a, a great place to meet girls who are not feeling great about themselves. So yeah. guess I'm going to Planned Parenthood this weekend. Oh. <laughs> Would you rather uh, only speak in Keanu Reeves's woes, or only take your clothes off if they're cut off by a samurai sword? So with the first one, you're you're. Uh, whoa, dude! Not even dude. You just have woes. To, yeah, woes. Like whoa, whoa. that's everything. <laughs> or, what do you want uh, to eat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
or the cutter, uh, the cutting off the samurai sort of thing. Like either you're gonna have to like slowly slice slice off whatever you're wearing each day, or mom's gonna have to try to cut you out or something like that. But you're stuck in your clothes unless you never want to take them off. That's the other option. Yeah, well, you have to cut them out with a samurai sword. That could be dangerous. Super dangerous. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna you know take on the Keanu Reeves. You become some weird eccentric. Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> Sweet Ted. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, I can't... I'm not going to be wielding a samurai. Or who's going to be wielding this Well, you could be sword? doing it yourself. You could, like, slowly be, like, you know, cutting your sleeves <laughs> off. You go it's going to become middle. expensive also. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have to go to probably, like, some Goodwill and just stock up on, like, shit clothes. It's like, <laughs> wow, this is a lot. It's like, yeah, I have to cut all my clothes in half if I want to get out of them. <laughs> So I think uh, I, I'm I'm gonna go with a samurai sword because the whoa I can't I can't express the the full breadth of what I want to say with just woes like people are gonna get frustrated with me they're gonna think I'm stupid <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the samurai uh, samurai sword and this one's a hard one I I kept this one right at the end would you rather have someone randomly replaced with uh, Hugo Weaving so you know one of the Smith agents and they stay that way and this can happen to multiple people just will happen sporadically through the rest of your life. Someone will turn into Hugo Weaving. Or you live in Matrix bullet time for a year, but it feels much longer because obviously the time compression is much different. So a second in bullet time is much different than a second here, and you're going to have to live a full 365 days in slow motion. Live in Matrix bullet time. Somebody randomly replaced by Hugo Weaving. Oh. So like you know how the like the Smiths will just like transform into yeah. whoever that's exactly what's happening but it's the actor Hugo Weaving. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody at any time can turn into this? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it could be for the rest of your life someone randomly would turn so, into So yeah, all of a sudden I'm just, you know, having a podcast with Hugo Weaving. Yeah. <laughs> Hugo Weaving and Drew's dad <laughs> watching me. Or I guess maybe he would become your son at that point. I, don't really I guess I'm just going to, you know, go through Matrix bullet time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just for a year. I mean, I, I'm that not might gonna, feel like I don't want Hugo weaving in my life. Well, you <laughs> have to wonder if a year in that time feels like 35. Like how slow really is it? Like you're living in limbo almost. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's tough. I think I have to do the Matrix bullet time. I think I have to because the 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 risk of just some random person like if I'm just like you know hooking up with with whatever and I fucking you know pull. I knew you were gonna go that way and then Hugo's freaking looking at you like oh yeah. no I'm deep stroking Hugo weaving and oh, it's just one of those that's, situations that's, that's not gonna work sick. for me. <laughs> yeah, so Matrix. You always gotta go with the thing that's just like you're gonna just you know one year. I'll I'll take that. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't feel like uh, an eternity, but I, I think that's the right answer at the very least. So, Dad, we've uh, we've certainly cooled down. We've uh, <laughs> we've asked some very interesting questions of ourselves, but we're taking this victory march downtown. We're hitting up the uh, the Tampa Bay strip clubs, and maybe we'll find Eugene Beef Whistle Simmons his own his own lady, so you don't have to accost him. Uh, but much like we're probably looking for that first drink or maybe that first lap dance, we're going to be playing a little Ghibli all grown up, try to get into the future or the, uh, I guess the expanded sense of this category, we're doing bits, skits or sequel ideas. So I think we had kind of talked about this a little before, cause I don't know if you have a, a specific, specific thing, 
but uh, we definitely do have a, a, a bit idea. Okay. So I guess to, to set the scene, let's say you're just some fucking whoever you want to be. We're at like a club post-COVID. Like everyone's vaccinated. We're having a great time. Uh, it's just like, like just for like, you know, bumping. Um, yeah, let, let's start it there. <laughs> okay. So you're just, you got your drink. All right. So some fucking dude, you, you're kind of like dancing in the crowd. You're fucking feeling the music and you see some dude, he's like in fishnets. He's got nipple piercings. He's bald as shit. He's got little sunglasses on. He's fucking coming over like fist bumping. What's up, dude? How are you fucking liking the music? Hey, man, I'm just great to be, you know, out post-COVID, man. I haven't been in a bar in, like, a year. Dude, COVID was a fucking hoax. You want to know the truth? Uh, why? No, I man, mean, you got to know the truth right now. It's fucking, it feels so good. I'm fucking peeking right now on the truth. Well, I know the truth right now is I'm freaking pretty lit. What are you drinking, brother? Well, you know... I'm doing a little margaritas and, you, you know, my favorite beer. You're drinking a margarita at the club, brother. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Orpheus. You ever heard of my uncle? Orpheus? Yeah. Or, no, well, I go by Orpheus, but whatever. <laughs> Orpheus? Yeah, my name is Orpheus, brother. My uncle's Morpheus. Hey, man, dude, I think you might be in the wrong freaking club. <laughs> nah, dog, my <laughs> uncle gave me some crazy shit and I'm vibing off the truth. You trying to get on my level? Yeah, well, hey. I want to know the truth, man. What? COVID was bullshit? COVID was super bullshit, but what's that over there? And so you fucking turn what? the <laughs> I throw a red pill into your fucking drink. <laughs> and at that point, I'm just like fist pumping away. I kind of like walk away and you, you, you take the red pill. And you're feeling it, whatever it is. <laughs> hey, man, what? I'm not feeling really right now. I'm, I'm sort of feeling like everything's fake right now. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, dude, it's that's just how it starts. Just let it hit you, man. It's it's gonna be dope. I don't know. Maybe you should get some water first. That's, that's probably gonna help. Yeah. So I walk into the bathroom and then I fall to the floor and then I wake up and I'm sitting in the Nebuchadnezzar. And then you get sucked back into your body. It's like, oh fuck, <laughs> where am I? And then you wake up in your bed. Yeah. And then there's a fucking knock on the door. Hey, where am I? What? Who's there? Open up! Okay. Hold on. Yes? It's, Wh- Sh- <laughs> <laughs> it's Shrek at the door. <laughs> you got to come with... <laughs> that sounds like a Terminator. Uh, don't be a donkey! You got to come with me right now! Shrek? I'm not Shrek! My name is Trinity. This is just the Matrix breaking down. You got to meet Morpheus right now. Sound like Dexter's Laboratory. (laughs) (laughs) What's? Wait a minute, man. Oh man, I don't know. There's no time. You got to get into the car right now. I must be dreaming. All right, Shrek. Whatever, man. It's a crazy ass dream, man. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Shrek takes you down the fucking stairs outside. (laughs) Where's Donkey? I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not Shrek. I'm Trinity. I fucking take you outside. It's some sort of like onion uh, carriage. <laughs> That's the car now. Like I said, the Matrix is losing it. We take you to some fucking you know warehouse. We take you up the stairs. Just listen. 
What's your name, by the way? I don't even know who you are. My name? I'm Delbert. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Delbert. Get on in there. Get in on where? Go inside and meet your fucking... The the man who knows the truth. All right. Man, I should have never freaking gone out last night, man. This is getting crazy. All right. Hey, what's up? I want to know the truth. (laughs) You open up the door. Fucking Shaggy from Scooby-Doo turns around. Like, zoinks! What are you doing here? Have the Smiths followed you, Shrek? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Shaggy? Uh, Bob Dylan's over in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. You gotta sit down and take a load off. Like, real? You gotta get down. The Matrix is freaking out, dude. (laughs) What is the Matrix? The Matrix is everything, man. You look outside, you see it. (laughs) I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. I want to wake up, man. This is too crazy. (laughs) Send me back. What happened? That dude, Orifice, whatever his face. I mean, what a dick. He freaking put something in my drink. Now I'm hallucinating crazy. Like my my nephew? My nephew Orifice? Oh, really? You're related? I <laughs> I'm fucking breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, man. That's my cousin or my nephew. I can't even remember. Listen, Delbert, it's now or never. Either you take the blue pill and just go back to normal, or I take you down the rabbit hole to see where the fucking world takes you. (laughs) Well, I believe I do need to take that blue pill right now because if this is reality, man, I'm scared of it. I mean, Shrek, (laughs) Scooby... I mean, where's no Shaggy? Where's Scooby? <laughs> Ruggy, <Ruh, Raggy. laughs> the Smiths are here. <laughs> the Smiths? I have to stop, dude. I can't do any fucking voices anymore. Uh, oh, that was uh, the most disjointed attempt at this for sure. But yeah. I- I'm 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 happy we did it. I had a good time. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sweating, dude. I can't even fucking. Whew! I gotta think those out a little bit more before I yeah. forget the voices. But I still think that worked. No, it was, <laughs> it was okay. It's a good try. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that maybe wasn't our best effort. I uh, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. But uh, maybe we, we have a, a best of the best on our hands with this movie. So let's try to put this one on the rush mark. Okay. So we actually have a couple of uh, relitigations. Now that I was thinking about it, I had to I had to bring these back into the fold to see if they they made the cut. So for the fastest movie character Rushmore, the man who ran so fast he ran out of the Matrix. Would we uh, want to take off you know Sonic Dash Ezra Miller as Flash and Justice League or Evan Peters? Does Danny even have a chance to to broach uh, or at least to breach uh, the Rushmore there? Because he was so fast that he outran the Smiths. And I know, I mean, technically he was running in the Matrix, but. So we have Sonic the Hedgehog. Dash from The Incredibles, Ezra Miller as Flash in the Justice League, and Evan Peters as Quicksilver in X-Men. Um, no, I can't really. I mean, the thing of it is he only ran the 100 meters in under nine seconds. But he, 
he outran the Smiths and he got out of the Yeah, Matrix. but that's why it's stupid. It's I mean, how can he outrun the Smiths only running at nine seconds for the hundred meters? Mm-hmm. And maybe he just had that that neo capability. He was receptive to to manipulate the matrix or something like that. I don't, uh, I I think it was a, a good question. I would definitely have needed to present it just because of the the novelty of yeah. getting out of the no, matrix I get it. like that. But I don't think he I don't think he breaches it. No. If it's up to me. Yeah, I mean he was still just running, beating. I mean he didn't like cross the finish line that much more in front of the other racers. Yeah, world record though. Eight point seven two seconds yeah, in the hundred. I'll hand him that. Yeah. <laughs> no one's saying Dan Davis wasn't fast. He was definitely <laughs> fast. I also had a uh, the suicide Rushmore, who uh, I guess it wasn't a real suicide, but it was the first example of uh, the someone I guess waking themselves up out of the matrix in the same way. Self, yeah. it's, uh, self, something. Yeah. yeah, substantiation or something yeah. like that. So the kid suicide waking up from the matrix. Does he have a chance to beat out uh, Private Gomer Pyle? Full Metal Jacket, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Claire Danes, and Romeo Juliet. We had Robert Dawson and uh, Robert Dawson and Golgo Thirteen. I mean, Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon and Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Does he have a chance? Because um, I think the Robert Dawson one has to stay. I don't think there's any way to upseat that one because that's still uh, a stone cold yeah. awful suicide. Yeah, that was bad. <clears throat> and we put him up there. Mm-hmm. The only one that would be like, I- I'm not, I'm not really leaning towards putting him on the Rushmore, but Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, since there have been other iterations of Romeo and Juliet, it's not necessarily like their spot per se, but I'm uh, I'm willing to keep the Rushmore as it is if it's up to me. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm, I'm almost tempted to put him up there. Only Where do you want to take him up? Uh, like you said, Leonardo DiCaprio. We can do it. If you want to pull that trigger, dude, I'll I'll get the sculpting tools. Yeah, I'll why not? Let's 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 yeah. All right. Leo Shake it up. Leo and Claire Danes, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> we're putting the kid up. We're putting Clayton Watson, I believe his name was. Yeah, we're getting him up here. So good All for right. him, dude. Good for the kid. Yeah. Got to meet his uh his heroes and he gets on the rushmore. Uh so the next two we had AI gone bad rushmore. Does B one six six ER starting a revolution beat out Roy Batty in Blade Runner, uh, Skynet in the Terminator franchise, HAL 9000 and 2001 A Space Odyssey, or Ava in Ex Machina, who is uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, I would definitely uh, put him up there. I think so, too. I think he has to be. If yeah. He's have to... I mean, we're talking about the Matrix here. Mm-hmm. I mean, so and uh, the about? thing of it is, is that I wouldn't say that Ava actually started a revolution the next Machina. I don't think she started a revolution, but she was a, an AI that went bad. Uh, did she go bad or she just wanted to get free? Well, she left that I mean, fucking that, dude there to yeah. die. Remember that? Yeah, but she had been trapped by, you know, Oscar, what's his name? Oscar Isaac. Yeah. That's my, my, my shaved head and, he and my was, bald idol. Yeah, he was... <laughs> He's pretty brutal to her. He was he was an asshole. Yeah. Well, he was just using her for sex. That was really like how. That nah, I don't out. think he went after Ava. What? He definitely fucked her. No. Yes, he did. He no. It was the other girl. No, he banged a bull, dude. I'm not fucking around. He absolutely slept with Ava. There's no way he didn't. I don't think so. Oh my god. You think Ava was a virgin? 
You think she was saving herself? Well, no. I mean, she was just some AI. But I mean, I don't, I don't remember that being in the movie at all in terms of mm. them indicating that he might have done that. He was talking mm. about the other one, which I brought into our recasting. But yeah, yeah, we definitely do yeah. uh, see her. I, I, I have to believe that Oscar Isaac put his dick in whatever he made, whatever he had yeah. out there, he was banging it. But we're, we've gotten off topic. We're talking yeah, about yeah, fucking yeah, aliens yeah. again. We're <laughs> robots again. We're debating something else here now. Yeah, we're talking about um, I guess either that or Hal 9000. Because I, I don't really think... I think mean, that's just an AI that went bad. Mm. And yeah, he... What's the... the All of them, actually. I mean, Skynet. I mean, that's the only one that started like a, you know, a robot revolution. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or an AI revolution. Mm. And Roy Batty was just... You know, uh, he was a, a baddie. Yeah, he was a uh, more like a cyborg, or what do you want to? Well, he was a a Skinner, like they yeah. said in twenty first. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, it was he was the leader of that group who were obviously killing all those other people. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna take Ava off though because she's just the least. She caused the least amount of problems. <clears throat> I I almost want to take Hal off in a way, but I guess Hal is like iconic so yeah let's let's i guess let uh the virginal ava from x machina get out of here <laughs> with her virginity and her, her pride i'm not gonna tell her to you know as i usually do fuck off <laughs> and then finally we have the anthology rushmore so does the animatrix the 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 compilation of the the nine short stories beat out pulp fiction disney's fantasia the ballad of buster scruggs or monty python's the meaning of life and I've seen all of these except the meaning of life, so that's the only one that I'm a little like iffy on. But yeah, I, I saw that, but um, quite honestly, I just I didn't think it did justice to the whole Matrix thing. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, other than the beginning to try to sort of explain the what happened prior, but the second Renaissance was probably yeah, the best part of that, right? And then everything else was like so and so. Yeah. I'm just, for that reason, I'm not going to put it up there. Although Ballad of Buster Scruggs could technically, I could do away with that. Yeah. I I guess if I were to have to choose between the Animatrix and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I would I would pick uh, the Mr. Buster Scruggs. No, oh, I, you would? No, I'm not, the, ma- the Animatrix was cool. I mean, like I had mentioned, like there's a, there's a lot of um, really interesting art, and some of the stories are better than others, but... As a, of a full watching experience, as an hour and forty something minutes, I'm not I'm not gonna dive too many times back into the animatrix. Yeah, same. So I think I think that uh, that has to stand still. Yep. But uh, Dad, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm pretty much done talking about this movie. Let's try to make this movie for ourselves. We're gonna do a, a live action Netflix recast of Let's the animatrix. Who did you uh, do? You have anyone as your director? Well, <laughs> I'm thinking like. The Wachowski sisters have to sort of Step really back take. Into it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could give it to some. I mean, who did you have? I had. Uh, oh, did I not put it on there? I had Alex Garland or Sam Esmail. Oh, it's funny that you said Alex Garland because I had that was initially what I was thinking too, and I said, well, maybe you just you mm-hmm. can't really take it out of their hands, but um, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, he uh, he's like the the up and coming like the go-to sci-fi guy in my yeah. mind with the the last two movies yeah. he came out with and sam esmel was what mr robot as well yeah so that's a good one too mm-hmm. but i would definitely go with garland yeah i think that's a 
a winner pick. What a low move for us to take the movie away from uh, two transgender women and give it to a white guy. But <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to have to give it back to the Wachowskis, I think, at yeah. the very least. Who did you have as your sis? I had Kristen Stewart. I liked your pick more than I liked mine. And I had uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I believe her uh, name is. And, you know, she's she was in the, the Queen's Gambit, and Kristen Stewart is a, a superstar. But I think this, now that I rewatched the movie a second time, I think Kristen Stewart was a better pick. It's just funny. I mean, when I looked at that character, mm-hmm. she immediately came to mind. Really? I don't know. It's one of those times where every once in a while I'll look at somebody and immediately I see a particular actress or actor and it that's how Kristen Stewart came about in this one. Yeah. It was the the eyes for Anya Taylor for me like the I mean I have mentioned yeah. before but she's got No, that, that big would work. Eyes. I mean, I mean there's tons of people that could play this part but mm-hmm. It is a little ambiguous. I wish there was more like biography on some of these characters cuz usually with some of these other things we can pick up on their age. But it but. means particularly the picture I have too. I mean, I I mean obviously they would have some kind of a wig on her to the big white the, hair yeah exactly <laughs> the throw there yeah i think like i said i'm 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 more pro christian stewart than uh than anya there who did you have as your michael kid popper yeah i just picked this guy out of look like he was a i think he's a little older than probably high school age mm-hmm. but i had ian nelson okay mm-hmm. and he was in teen wolf i guess teen wolf yeah, I never, uh, I never dug too deep into the 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 reboot of the Teen Wolf franchise, but you know, for me, this character was super hard because he kind of looks like the guy from fucking American Pie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what his name is. Yeah, but. he has a distinct. I mean, I feel like when I look at the character's face, the way they animated him, like I almost, I feel like I know somebody that looks like that, but I just couldn't pull it out. Yeah, well, that that's what I'm saying. Like he was the the Jason Biggs, I think his name is. Yeah, him. he looks like that. But yeah. then his name is Clayton Watson. It's the same guy who plays because this character shows up in the real Matrix movies. He shows up in the second and third one. Oh, really? Yeah, he's it's Clayton Watson. His name is Kid in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I had uh, Dylan Minnette, who was in uh, Thirteen Reasons Why, and he seems to be one of the the go to younger people who can play like a, an internet. Yeah. Or, excuse me, as a high school. Uh, kid, so yeah, I, that's I another gonna, one where you could throw any young person in there. Yeah, any fucking white dude under yeah. the age of thirty. I mean, it it didn't have to be specific. Who did you have as your your Dan Davis? I thought I nailed this one. You think so? Yeah, I don't think so. Winston Duke. Winston Duke is too fucking Short? bulky, dude. No, he's huge. He's like six five. He's like two fifty. There's no way he's a sprinter. He doesn't have that sprinter. The box. guy in the anim- I mean, in this thing was ripped i mean his thighs were freaking like tree trunks but was he like sprinter ripped type of thing hey this is <laughs> this is the matrix man i mean he was like he he you don't was have your out- safety blanket of dylan and jasmine this week you can't get away with these bullshit picks <laughs> i don't know man i thought i thought he was he was a perfect pick i no don't get me wrong i'm always down to see winston duke get work i loved him and us i thought he was really charismatic and you know black panther is a is a classic movie as well so I whatever. I mean, in terms of just like getting Winston Duke a job, sure. I'm down for it. I uh I'm not crazy about you my You ever pick. seen a sprinter? Yeah. They're big dudes, man. They're fast. I know they're big, but like, okay, we're not gonna have the the Cam Newton fucking <laughs> Chad Johnson conversation about genetics. Like we're too far in the pod for this. I had Corey Hawkins, who was uh in Walking Dead and Straight Out of Compton and 
Uh, the the picture that I chose was when he had that awful uh, dreadlock wig in The Walking Dead. But facially wise, I mean, I think he played like Dr. Yeah, Dre in Straight Outta Compton. I mean, I thought that was a good pick. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know what? What's a Duke? Great pick, Dad. I'm fucking proud of you. <laughs> Who did you have as your Yoko? Um, This one, I, I just, I really couldn't think of anybody in particular, mm-hmm. but I just picked Naomi Scott, and I guess she was recently in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I think I, the Disney flick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's fine. I mean... I had uh, I had Kelly Marie Tran, who is uh, on her rehabilitation tour from Star Wars. She's going to be in the new uh, Ray and the Last Dragon. Yeah, but I this That's was a one, good pick. This was one of those people where I like I saw this character and I I really did think of Kelly Marie Tran right away. Like if she dyed her hair, because yeah. she is it is supposed to be a, a sort of Asian character. They're in yeah. some sort of Japanese. well. This girl supposedly has uh, Naomi Scott. I think has some Asian in her. Cause I think I, she's Indian. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, I think it's that uh, that form of Asian. Because I keep doing that. I keep putting in Asian actresses or something, and then they, they show mm-hmm. Indian. Yeah, I still think Naomi Scott would be fine. A yeah. lot of these characters are, are so interchangeable. Yeah, like, exactly. The cast in this movie was all over the fucking place. Who did you have as your Detective Ash? And it, uh, I love your, <laughs> I love this one for sure. Ryan Gosling. I love Gosling, dude. Yeah, Gosling every day. He always seems like he could play that detective. I mean, because we just rewatched, you know, Blade Runner, as we've mentioned like three times in this book. Yeah, and uh, that's what happens all the time. I mean, obviously, anything that we've like recently watched, all of a sudden, it just any yeah. actor or actresses that are in it just comes to mind. So yeah. it's just like that's where this came from. Yeah. I and like, I had the yeah. dude from Search Party again. And I, I mean, <laughs> Goslin, you just can't go wrong with the dude. And I mean, and your pick is just as is solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of yeah, yeah, it might actually work better facially. I think Detective Ash was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I saw him and I was like, this is like a Levitt type of role. Gosling, I mean, I'd pick him over anybody. Gosling's my number one. Uh, I'd let him beat me up in the woods any day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for our hard-boiled detective, I don't think he's been a detective in a movie, so that would be cool, too. I would love to see that. Who is your Alexa? I had... Uh, I, what's her name? Sen- Sequoia? Sonequa? Sonequa. I think that's what Martin Green. And she was Sasha in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be perfect i i think this is maybe one of your best picks yeah i think this would be perfect for uh miss martin green i had a uh, janelle monet who was in moonlight and as recently as uh antebellum but i think we were both looking for uh an, uh, an african-american actress with the the big updo and yeah. that's where we kind of came yeah. out on it both of our pictures yeah you got the big up kill the uh the hair well, we're uh, down to the last two. We're here on the the flight of the Osiris with some uh, some peaking lovers. Who did you have as your Thaddeus? I have John David Washington, which is tenant. Good for me. I'm I'm more than okay with that. Have you yeah. seen that new one that he has with Zendaya, where it's uh it's been like ripped apart? It's on um, Malcolm and Marie, I believe is the name of the. No, I've not seen. No, it. it's like some black and white movie fall, uh, with him, and he's some sort of director, but. You know, John David Washington is cool. The yeah. fact that he is uh, obviously Denzel's son and he played in the yeah. NFL is always so crazy to me. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, for sure. He seems like he's an up and comer. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, once you get the the Nolan cosign, you're fucking set for yeah. life. I had uh, Trevante Rhodes, who was uh, another Moonlight uh, actor, and he was also recently in the United States of Billy, or excuse me, the United States versus Billy Holiday. And it set the, the internet ablaze when I, I believe he licked. 
Tessa Thompson's like ass in the movie. Whoa. Yeah, not her asshole, but like it was like this clip that I saw on Twitter that everyone was sharing of him like. Yeah, it was a very intimate scene. I think he licked her butt. I might be making that up. I can't remember. That's but. actually, I mean, you know, just in terms of the the look mm-hmm. and the character in the movie. I mean, that, I thought I'd, I'd that's, get that one. Yeah, that's man. perfect. And then uh, finally, last but not least, who did you have as your your Jew? Or I believe her name is Joanne, but I think they called her Jew. Yeah, I had uh, Sonoya Mizano mm-hmm. from you know. Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. And Debs. Yeah, Debs. Yeah. Yeah, which always surprised me. I didn't recognize that because she had cut her hair, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. so short, but I like her a lot. I do too. I There's a lot of these, uh, you know, we just need more more Asian actors and actresses and, and stuff. And Sonoya Mizuno needs to be in this role. I had uh, Gemma Chan, who is going to be in the new Eternals movie. And, you know, I'm dipping into your stable, the the crazy uh, crazy rich crazy Asian rich stable. Yeah. So, Gemma Chan, I mean, just kind of looks like this this yeah. character. And no, it, that would work definitely. I'd be down for it. I I would love to see her get in some more roles. So, Dad, we've uh, we've come to the the part of the podcast where it's last call. I mean, the 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 bartender's ringing his little bell. He's letting everybody know they're putting the chairs up, and we're just not ready to leave yet. We we got some questions before we go. So, is there anything that you wanted to ask? Uh, before we, I guess, kick Well, out. I had already brought this up, but it was, you know, why would the robots be immune to a nuclear blast mm-hmm. or not affected, you know, severely? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about an EMP, and that was my only real thing. I mean, in terms of the whole, I mean, of course, there's a huge amount of plot holes in this, but. I had uh, the piggyback on that. I saw this on TV Tropes um, when they broke it down. That's a very useful website for this podcast. It was talking about how, how, how did the the robots have the materials to just completely outsource the rest of the world? Because even if you're making microchips, are you mining? Like, are yeah. you finding it all in the little in the, place in Egypt? And the thing or of it is, yeah, no, well, yeah, they went to you know, technically were Mesopotamia, uh, Mesopotamia yeah. yeah, where the cradle of civilization started, which seems to be some kind of other like religious uh, mm-hmm. symbolism. I mean, that's where Iraq and Euphrates, you know, the Egypt, like you said, it's mm-hmm. all in that that Crescent Valley or whatever they call it. And um, yeah, I mean, what kind of materials are there? I mean, it's not like it's a hotbed for, you know, silicon. Well, actually, there's a lot of sand. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just repurposing the sand. Yeah. That's could be it. But I never can even understand why all of a sudden they just let them, you know, they basically went and destroyed almost all of them and mm-hmm. then allowed them to just sort of, you know, start competing against the world in terms of their technology. But how are the robots also like all getting there? It's like this big exodus to the fucking Mesopotamia for these I robots. I don't know. I mean, you know, the scene before it, it just sort of shows them all being, you know, massacred, pushed, put into a, like a deep hole. And then some of them are floating, you know, down through this water or something. And you're like, yeah, okay. And then they end up in, you know, the Middle East and start ruling the, the economy uh-huh. and show up at the UN in underwear. <laughs> That was their most offensive thing, <laughs> the underwear. The uh, The only question that I had was, how does the kid know who Trinity and Neo are? Because like, he's writing in his yeah, notebook. That's he's true. like, Neo, Trinity, get me out of here. Like, I don't really know how he would know that. I don't know either. Is the Matrix movie canon within the Matrix? Well, like, actually, well, not Neo, but what Trinity was known as a hacker. Yes, I guess that is true. And maybe but Neo's I don't know how thing. Neo, unless they were communicating with him and somehow let him know. But mm-hmm. I had the same thing, like, get me out of here. And even then, I guess 
and they can monitor the the matrix so they knew that he was mm -hmm. at, you know but and of course the you know they figure they find him yeah what well, <laughs> that's a funny thing like i guess in the the logistics of the matrix like why is nobody questioning why all these Smith agents are showing up with handguns to a school to bring this kid back into class? Yeah. Like these dudes are showing up 20, 30 plus with their handguns drawn. Yeah. Even when he's like pulling himself up to the roof, the guy levels his fucking gun at him. And then the, the teacher at the, the funeral is acting like nothing happened. So maybe they got their memories wiped or something like that. But I thought that was a little ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so dad, we were finally being kicked out. Honestly, we've, we've, Outstayed our welcome at the very least, and the I guess what it was it was Gus Musky McCoughlin or Coughlin? No, or Coughlin, yeah. yeah, or uh, Doug Coughlin, whatever. You, you I didn't it. come up with any of Coughlin's laws. I guess it must be something like, uh, you know, watch out for the robots or something. I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> bless all forms of intelligence. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, I I don't think I have anything for notes and errata. I don't. Um, I guess, sorry, Timothy Chalamet for saying what I said last uh, episode. That's but, just a, an ongoing freaking. Yeah, you know, I can't apology. apologize for that every time. Yeah. I'll probably say it next week. It's really, yeah. it's it's almost a compulsion at this point. So, uh, Dad, I'm hopping in this Uber, but I'm rolling down the window. Hey, I just want to look at you. <laughs> What's that wine rating? This wasn't too bad. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm not going to give it my highest rating, but I'm going to give it a four out of five. Uh, EMPs for my uh for my Jackson main through the window I'm gonna do it was a pretty good wine I'm gonna go four out of five human robot copulation that feels like on brand with this episode holy yeah, yeah. <laughs> those horny robots horny horny robots yeah. and uh, not so horny people yeah uh but just like always uh, we have no idea what we're doing and hopefully on the other end we'll have something already, but uh, we're just going to have to see you guys next week. Yep. Oh, and uh, as always, if you guys are uh, liking what, us, uh, what we're doing, leave us a, a five-star review on iTunes. Leave your movie suggestions. You know, reach out. We want to we wanna pimp you out live on the pod, so get on there. Come on. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Bye-bye. Don't drink a drive.